The Last Time I Smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You want me to pack this? Or should I wait? No, pack it. It's fine. Are, are you asking me, the weed addict, or...? Are you a weed addict? Oh, yeah. I mean, we can stop. No, you're not a weed Once addict. We oh, wait. Right, you stop. were. You were a weed addict, and you haven't You've smoked in how long? Almost three years. Three years clean? Three years, not a puff. Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked, an introspective podcast of one person's transition from pothead to sobriety. But why? I don't have an answer for you, but I'm sure over the course of some episodes we'll find them together. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes. Today's episode, we're taking an abridged tour of marijuana's lengthy history, then ask some weedy questions to TV producer and friend, Melina Mosier, and finally ending this episode with the current climate. The History of Marijuana Chinese records dating back to 2700 BC reveal gout, rheumatism, and even empty-mindedness was treated with a plant we commonly know as marijuana. To many, an illegal substance grown for profit in Central and South America for drug cartels. But marijuana's origins actually begin in Eastern Asia, centuries before its arrival to the Western world. Over the years, marijuana made its way to Northern Africa and Eastern Europe. Muslims once used marijuana as a recreational drug due to the Quran's literature on alcohol. Historically, Muslim cultures invented hashish, and it found great popularity in both Iran and North Africa during the 12th century. By the 16th century, the Spanish introduced marijuana to the New World. Over time, America became one of the biggest producers of marijuana. Not for its recreational or medicinal use, though I wouldn't doubt the farmers expanded their minds a time or two. However, the production of marijuana was used for hemp. Hemp fibers were known to be some of the strongest and most renewable resources of the time. Hemp was used for many purposes like rope, oil, and textile productions. Between 1850 and 1942, U.S. doctors would prescribe marijuana as listed in the United States Pharmacopoeia for conditions such as back pain, nausea, and rheumatism. In the 1920s, marijuana was growing favor for recreational use by the entertainment and music industry. Naughty, naughty us. Mainly jazz musicians were the more open users of the time. By the 1930s, marijuana was swept up by the prohibition debates. The U.S. Federal Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs listed marijuana as an addictive substance and was believed to lead users into narcotics addiction. 1936, the film Reefer Madness was released. Google it if you don't know about it. October 27, 1970, the Controlled Substance Act was passed by the 91st United States Congress, an act to amend the Public Health Service Act and other laws to provide increased research into and prevention of drug abuse and drug dependency and to strengthen existing law enforcement authority in the field of drug abuse. The Controlled Substance Act categorized and classified drugs for their medicinal use and potential for abuse. There are five scheduled classes. Schedule five drugs are classified as being the least potential for abuse, like cough suppressants with small amounts of codeine, to schedule one drugs being the most potential for abuse, cocaine, meth, heroin, and marijuana. What crazy is that? In 1971, President Richard Nixon declared war on drugs. He proclaimed, America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. I didn't say I did impressions. I'm just... Since the 1970s, the drug war has only increased tenfold. 
Based on statistics today, America spends upwards of $50 billion a year to continue this war on drugs. Number of people arrested for a marijuana law violation in 2013, 693,482. Number of those charged with marijuana law violations who were arrested for possession only, 609,423. 88%. But the winds of change are blowing, and winter is coming for the war on marijuana. Washington, Oregon, and now Alaska allow state-regulated and tax sales of the drug for recreational purposes. Acting Administrator Chuck Rosenberg was recently quoted as saying, If you want me to say that marijuana is not dangerous, I'm not gonna say that because I think it is. Do I think it's as dangerous as heroin? Probably not. I'm not an expert. I don't know why I did that voice. I don't It just comes out sometimes. If there is supportive research coming out in the world, why would I choose to quit? What have I gotten out of smoking marijuana, though? You know, what will I lose? These aren't easy questions for me. Honestly, there's a sense of loss that makes it hard to quit, a desire to hear silence and embrace it. I mean, I've worked with world-renowned artists who smoke daily, and I've worked with artists who've been clean for 20 years. But truthfully, I believe my potential may be stuck behind a cloud of purple haze. Today's guest is Los Angeles' own TV producer, Melina Mosher. Melina and I became friends quickly a few years back. Uh, we used to meet in the morning for coffee at Cafecito, and then we would run late nights to Smog Cutter, hoping to get one more karaoke song in before the last call. Uh, she's traveled all over the world shooting shows for big networks and even produces small independent pieces for local artists. She's even championed our first live show, Rock Bottom Artists Live, a few years back by performing two songs, a cover of Animal by Mike Snow, where Rike sang backup lyrics wearing a fake lion mane, and her own lyrical classic, Ozone. If you stay to the end, maybe she'll play it. Let's try it. I'm from the song again, guys. One, two, three, one, two, three, three. One, two, three, one, two, three, drink. One, two, three, one, two, three, drink. Go back to love's go. weed anymore i used to smoke weed every single day of my life for 12 years except five days in spain and seven days in aruba was that hard it was miserable was it hard getting high every day no it was amazing no getting high in aruba or not being able to get high in aruba i was like physically sick because i couldn't get high what were you thinking about i was thinking about getting high like all i wanted to do was smoke like i was not in okay in, in spain I don't remember it as much because it was 2003, but I went to Aruba in 2008 with my boyfriend and his family and his dad's a doctor. And we got there and I was like, I smoked every day. So like, I didn't get hungry if I didn't smoke. I couldn't go to sleep if I didn't smoke. And I got like violent nausea. And his dad was like trying to diagnose what was wrong with me, asking my symptoms and everything. And I didn't tell him like, well, I smoke weed every day, but that was why I was sick. And I was miserable and sick. 
because I couldn't get high. How long have you not smoked? It will be three years on September 19th. So I quit September 19th, 2012. Do you still crave? No, not anymore. There are social circumstances where I'm like, oh, this would be fun high. Aww. And I miss it. I never craved it physically. I craved it mentally. If I could get high occasionally, I would, but I can't, and that's why I stopped. Why can't you? It's just there's a mechanism in me that's like all or nothing. With weed, like, I love it so much that, like, I try to moderate forever and try to, like, smoke occasionally. And I would, like, I quit a few times and would stop for a couple weeks and then would smoke, like, once. And, like, a week I was smoking 15 times a day again. Because, like, I would smoke about an eighth a day. I would smoke, like, five bong loads alone before going to work. I'd come home from work on my lunch break to smoke three bongs. And then I'd come home and just smoke for the entire night. And it was, like, half of the time it was fun and half of the time it was just, like, I had to. What did it feel like when you had to? What was... Did it give you any benefit? No, that's another reason I stopped, too, is because, like, I stopped getting high. I quit a few times... I would smoke the first time and I would get super high again. I was like, this is awesome. Cause like, if you're smoking all the time, you want to be like altered. And so I would get high again for a few times. And then again, within like a week smoking every day, I would be a little altered, but not like stoned. Like I was like normalizing. Like for me, I can't work high. I cannot, I have to be sober and ready to roll on every job that I do. Cause you, you know. actually get high when you smoke. I have grown a bit of a tolerance, I feel. Yeah. And so that is also my want or need to pull back or reassess or do a little introspective. Uh, <laughs> what am I getting from it? What did I get from it? What am I looking for in the future with it? I don't hate it, but I don't. Well, sometimes I feel I don't need it. And people are examples of both. I think weed's great. I think it's awesome. And I think like for many people, it works. I got spiritual, I think, and I wanted to like not be dependent on something outside of myself to feel okay. And I also, like, part of why I stopped, too, was just about, like, changing thought patterns that I couldn't change when I was high. Because mm. I'd just get high and numb out and, like, loop on the same, like, thought patterns and, like, not grow. I got my heart broken and, like, two years into it and going to therapy. I was still asking, like, the same question. Well, why did he do this? I, like, am I asking the same questions? And my therapist was great. She's like, maybe because you're getting high all the time. <laughs> and I was like, maybe. And for some people, I don't think that would be the case. But for me, it was. I was like, just stuck in the same loop. Like, I don't, I didn't know how to live life. I just knew how to get high over it. So weeds, yeah, is sort of a retardant in your head. Slows and down the process of progressing forward. I remember knowing, like, I smoked too much in college. Because I spent money I didn't have. For a long time. I spent a lot of money. Isn't that everybody have. starts, though? Because I remember in college, me and my friend would try to, like, we paid our electricity bill, which was overdue three months for 400 bucks, and we'd have $30 between the both of us. We're like, let's get high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's college. Well, like, I wanted to stop. I don't know. That's the thing. Even when I did stop, I didn't want to stop, but I knew I needed to. I never wanted to stop. I love weed to the very last minute. It was great. But I never thought I was going to quit smoking weed. I just, like, realized I had to. Or maybe, like, sometimes I think, like, maybe I could smoke and, like, not get high every day again. You know, like, maybe I could smoke occasionally, but I don't really want to test it. Like, three times in one year, I have a friend 
She smoked three times in one year. She's an ex-stoner. She's my spiritual advisor. She smoked three times in one year. Got high at an Eagles concert at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> like, next year she smoked three times again. And then, like, the third year, she was back to smoking every day. Because, uh, like, we just, just have it up. in us. Yeah. We're just stoner girls. But I love weed. And it should be legalized? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it should be, it should be legalized. <laughs> I sure. think it's way better than alcohol. Although I do drink more than it, now that I don't smoke. And that's for another show. One more song? Sure, which one? Oh, Ozone. You know me too. Oh, man. The original? Oh, oh, oh Ozone. Oh, oh, Ozone. Thank you, Ozone, for protecting me from the damaging rays of UV. My current climate today is fair. I'm stuck in the middle ground of acceptance. I need more proof. I need more evidence. I need more research done to tell me that either marijuana is all of these things, none of these things, or some of these things. It's not a cure-all for everything, but for me, it happened to be. I'm a U.S. Air Force Iraq War veteran, and I came home with PTSD, horrible nightmares, sense of impending doom, and really just scared of my own shadow. Weed sort of got that out of me. Since I started smoking, I've had no nightmares. I have no sense of impending doom. Except for the slight paranoia in which a cop might bust through my door and go, Hey, put down the fucking joint! But other than that, it's all good in the hood. Special thanks to our guest, Melina Mosier, today, and Rike for helping us sing. Title music by The Losers. Gotta keep moving, and history explains itself. And Tonality Star, Dream 2. This has been a production of rockbottomartist.com. <laughs>